Hey, everybody, it's Paul Green, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn on the Christmas Movie Spotlight. Hello, and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I am here today with my wonderful friend and cohort and co-star. <laughs> I'm just getting ahead of myself. You are a star. Pam! <laughs> Ah, you know oh that was my gosh. <laughs> you cracked me laugh. up. Oh, <laughs> crazy! You are just—I think you've been drinking too much eggnog or something. I'm telling you. You know, um, I don't like eggnog, but okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't. You don't. Um, not. I've tried to drink it, and it's not something that I prefer. It's definitely an acquired taste. Oh, my gosh. I think we've had a bazillion conversations, and I don't ever remember us discussing that. I don't think we have. We just It seems like we should have. We discussed everything I else. Know. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> Crazy. Well, how are I, you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Well, you know what? I can't complain. Um, they're calling for a boatload of snow this coming weekend in my neck of the woods here in North Carolina. So uh, I'm kind of getting Chicago weather this weekend. Well, for our listeners, a boatload of snow means she's getting 32 flakes. So there you go. <laughs> Actually, no, folks, let me just tell you. We are saying that we are going to get upwards of 12 inches of snow, a foot of snow, which is not very common in these parts, but um, definitely something we get excited about. And typically, if we get a big storm like this, it's January or early February. So I hope this doesn't mean we're get, we're in for it this winter. We very well may be. Well, the whole state of North Carolina will roll up its windows, and you'll be in for a month if that oh, actually happens. Well, the only thing I know for you, you start getting snow, you know, like, what, November? And it seems like it's ongoing until March for you, so you get sick of snow really quickly. Here, we don't get it often enough or this in this magnitude for us to, you know, so we get really excited when it comes. Um and there's just something about it snowing during the holiday season that just kind of adds to the excitement of the whole season. So um, so we're looking forward to this. I'll let you know. The next time um, we're on air, I'll have a report for just how much snow we did get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to be watching the news and laughing the whole time when when you, you know, do get your 32 say, flakes. <laughs> in here in our area they have predicted this much snow in the past and then we wouldn't get anything the storm path would shift or it would be some crazy skewed explanation although i will say i have lived long enough to know that every time we get a system that comes out of the gulf and it moves towards north carolina we get drenched with whatever is coming so with it being 30 degrees for four or five days straight we're going to get snow and uh, it'll be quite a bit of it. And they usually don't miss it when it comes out of the Gulf. If they, they predict it's coming from some other way, then it's a hit and miss for sure. But we'll see. So on the next episode, you'll be able to tell whether I got snow or I didn't get snow. <laughs> 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 and you know, I'm just a little excited about it. 
Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be, but yeah. Um, no, you. You'd be like, could have it. <laughs> all of it. Uh, yeah. See, well, we're trying. We're trying to take it from you. Um, and by the way. Just for those of you who know what snow cream is, Pam has never had it to this day, even though she and I have had the conversation about snow cream and, you know, that it's like ice cream. And um, she still to this day, I even gave her a recipe and told her how to make it. To this day, she still never had it. And she gets so much snow. It's like, really? Um, Well, there you go. If you get 8 to 12 inches, you can make buckets and send me one. No, there's a rule that goes along with snow cream making. And this is doesn't matter if it's south, if you're in the south, the north, or where. The rule is you don't ever make snow cream with the very first snow. The reason being is that the um, the story goes that the first snow really cleans the air of all the impurities if it's a real big snow. And so you don't ever want to eat that snow um, because... It's going to be full of that junk. <laughs> so um, you have to wait till the second snow. And then forward, you can do that. Um, although, I will say, there are plenty of people who have made snow cream with the first snow. Now, whether they got sick or not is another story. But I've never done it on principle. Um, so anyway, so it won't be the snow. You hear the excuses, you hear the excuses she's making? Also, <laughs> she doesn't have to send me a bucket of snow cream. <laughs> oh look. Um, I've told you how to make it. And you know, you just go get something on the plain surface and make snow cream. It's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh well. I'll Some, keep trying. Someday. I got you doing a Christmas show. <laughs> Eventually maybe I'll get you making snow cream. There you go. Well, we are so excited to have you with us this evening, snow conversations and weather aside, and uh, very excited to have you here. And I tell you, if you are a first-time listener of our show, you pick the best night to tune in because our guest tonight, oh my gosh, Pam and I, I think are still in disbelief that we got to interview him and have just been sitting on this for so long. It seems like it was weeks and weeks ago that we actually chatted with him. Um, And now we're finally getting to bring this interview to you. I'm talking about our interview with special guest, Paul Green, the man with the best blue eyes in the world. (laughs) Need I say more? I don't think so. I think you covered it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought maybe in my ear. <laughs> when, when I was saying Paul Green, you know. Um, but let me just tell you guys, Pam and I, we're, we're semi-funning around right now, but it was such an honor to be able to speak with him. He is, as you know, one of the biggest male stars on Hallmark Channel, and people love him. I mean, he has so much charm and charisma when he's on screen. It doesn't matter who he plays opposite in any movie that he's in. He's been in a bunch of, you know, Hallmark movies. He also stars in Wind Calls the Heart. And, you know, it's almost like you can never get enough of Paul Green on screen. He's just awesome in what he does. And he's he's a and talking to him in the interview as you'll get to see shortly, it was he was so pleasant and so gentlemanly and and just a delight to chat with and um it was the most enjoyable time for Pam and I but you know we say it many times over jokingly that we are 
you know, we just can't believe when we get certain guests on, any guests really. Um, but when you get someone on like Paul Green, who is so incredibly busy, he's he's in the throes of filming all kinds of stuff. And to be able to take time out for us is just, you know, it just makes the honor even more incredible. Um, Pam, I'm still just kind of blown away by it, actually. Can you tell? <laughs> talking to the talking to the listeners, can you tell? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> she's just she's just lost her mind. That's all, all all the way around. But no, I mean he was he was definitely a pleasure to speak with, and I'm very grateful and thankful that. He was able to call in and chat with us for a bit. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to, you know, his upcoming movies, and maybe I'll tell the listeners what those movies are. What do you think? I think that would be awesome. I think they might already know, but for those of you that have been living underground... Paul starring alongside Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury in Buttons, the movie, which premieres in select theaters on December 8th, which is right around the corner. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, be sure to check out ButtonsTheMovie.com for your area um, because with select theaters, you just never know if it's going to be around you or not. and You might have to take a, a little bit longer ride to go see it. Um, but I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be worth it. And then also coming up on the Hallmark Channel, we have When Calls the Heart Christmas Movie, and that will be on Tuesday, December 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. So be sure to check them out. Oh, yeah. Well, we are very excited and honored to bring you this wonderful interview with Paul Green and you are going to enjoy it just as much as we enjoyed speaking with him. Definitely. Enjoy the show. Thank right. you again well, so much, Paul, for calling in. We really appreciate you taking the time. We know how extremely busy you are, and we value every minute we can have with you today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. And I am quite certain there is a lot of people a lot busier than I am. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that, but (laughs) Um, (laughs) let's start off with a question that we always seem to get such really interesting answers to, and that is, what or who inspired you to become an actor? Well, this is a, yeah, this is a really funny because I I did it a little bit in church and in school, um, but the drama door was the smoking door, and I was an athlete, so I always kind of snuck out away from playing sports to go to drama, and I didn't really tell my sport friends that I, I took that on um, because it was such a such a divided like school in the early nineties. It probably still is, but the drama door was the smoker's door, and I didn't want anything to do with that. But I never really took it seriously until I saw the movie Bloodsport, which uh, is with Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's a martial arts movie, and it does not hold up. Like nowadays when you watch it, it's quite funny. Um, but it's, it's the second movie I saw because we lived on a farm, and, it, and I had seen Chariots of Fire, which made me just fall in love with running. But then when I saw Bloodsport, mm-hmm. I – 
I wanted to take martial arts, so I did, and I stopped eating sugar, and I was about 15 years old at this point, and started working out every day, and as soon as I got my car at 16, I drove myself to acting school in Edmonton, which is the nearest city, because I kept waking up on the farm dreaming I was in a movie, like on the actual set, they would call cut, they would call action, and it would be fighting and then scenes, and, and then I would wake up and I would have chores to do, and I'd be like minus 40 on the farm. I'd be like, ah, uh, and oh. I just want to go back. I would want to go back into my uh, dream and, and be on a set, which is really funny at 16, 15 years old. So as soon as I could, I drove myself uh, up to Edmonton and started a little class there for film and television and um, at camp in the summers was doing little plays. Um, and that was how I knew like at that age that I knew I really wanted to. And then I went to college on a volleyball scholarship and somebody discovered me there for in a bar for uh, modeling. And it took me out of Alberta to Toronto and within three months from Toronto, I was living in Paris and Milan and London and, um, Hamburg and Munich and Tokyo and I was all over the world and acting actually took a back seat um, until I started doing commercials in Europe and Asia and I every time I was on set filming commercials my heart was just like pounding in my chest I was like oh this is it like this is what I want to be doing but I was really fortunate I had like Tommy Hilfiger and J. Crew and um Armani and some big like Lansband, Eddie Bauer, L.L. Bean, big, big American brands, um, not Armani, it's not American, but that used me day after day after day. And I had this massive career. I was working 50 days a year modeling. And so to leave that, to go to L.A. was almost unthinkable because I had the dream life, the dream job that I and moved to New York and I started studying acting in New York with Stella Adler, Uta Hagen and Susan Batson, like really, really great teachers. And knowing I had it to LA, but time was going, I was 29 and my son was born um, when, when I was 29. And at six months old, I just said, that's it. If I don't leave now, and it was the top of my career. I said, it's never going to happen. So I left with, a new baby, six months old, and my wife at the time we moved to L.A. to start from zero with no credits, but some good training. A lot of commercials had been tagged for years and years, but that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I got started. And when I came to L.A., I was really fortunate. I got into a great school, a great manager, and landed a series of patrimonial public games uh, that was coming to San Diego that was on. 42 episodes of that, so I got to cut my teeth doing like 20 pages, 30 pages a day uh, on like almost like a nighttime soap that was for Fox. They tried to do telenovelas in the evening, and that I played opposite Tatum O'Neill's my love interest for 42 episodes, and that's kind of how I got started. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That is, that, yeah, I mean, Wow, I, there's not a whole more that I can put to that. Um, to leave such a at a, a high time in your career, your modeling career, and just to go for it, you know, I, I kind of I don't know why this phrase comes to me, but you know, you build it, they'll come, you know, that thing from Field of Dreams, and it kind of <laughs> thing reminds me of like what you did, even at from the young age of fifteen. 
for sure. And and one thing I don't think I have to talk about very much is like the journey. So people look at the glamour and I'm sitting in a fancy trailer and talking to you guys and I have I'm on sets and and I I travel and I'm you know, it seems very glamorous, but to get to this point, just in LA I've had six hundred and fifty auditions and right. six hundred and twenty of six hundred and twenty of those were no. Right. I've I've had thirty yeah. yeses. I've had thirty people say we want to work with you, and I, <laughs> I and and that is the rest. So it's literally developing a mastery in resilience and rejection and grit more than it is the people that meet there. Those can have grit. Yeah, you definitely have to have a thick skin to be in this industry because there are going to be more no's than there are yeses, and. I really don't think that it matters, like, who you are. You know, anybody from the big-time actors uh, can get rejected all the way down to the ones that are just starting out. Yes, you're right about that. Well, you're definitely you have right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, we know that given your extensive career, you've had lots of yeses since those early beginnings in acting and, and in your career. And, I mean, you starred in great television series, you know, NCIS, CSI, Bitten, to name a few. And what would you consider your most challenging role that you've had so far? I think Bitten was probably a very challenging I was working with a lot of CG, and my character, I, I was the only one that wasn't a vampire or a werewolf, or like a, a werewolf in that series. And just being an outsider, like the wolves were all so packed together, and I was like the only human. And it was like, you, I experienced the outcast feeling that they were all a pack of people. To stay like open and to stay my character when you just feel like kind of protecting yourself. So that was interesting because the story melted a little bit with real life. But it was because of it and that actually started doing homework. One of the executives liked my character because my character Omid is very big man and romantic and funny and very much like a hallmark leading role for like some of their movies and. My first job with homework was a movie of Danica McKellar um, called Perfect Match, and um, and that came directly from Bitten. So one of our biggest challenges can sometimes come another big gift. And it was a great series, Bitten, don't get me wrong, but it was on the other side of the country in Toronto. And it, was, uh, it was challenging just some of the content, but it was uh, rewarding and where how it uh, moved me to my next place. Mhm, and it's funny because it seems like throughout your career you've had, uh, you know, just kind of a myriad of connect the dots to where you were to where you are now, and um, you know, and it's just kind of great to see that journey unfolding for you. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, and you never know. I mean, that's why it's so hard to leave this business because that phone call is a few seconds away that can change your life. And, and I've had several of them and they're, they're so exciting that it's, even though there's the hardest part, like another, you guess the challenge, it's the hardest part is just being away from family. Like that is being away from my son and my girlfriend and 
my home, and that that is the challenge. That's what they pay us for. The acting part's free. It's, it's the auditioning and the waiting and the travel and being away that is where the where it gets challenging. And sometimes for me, it seems like that's what I'm paying for because I really enjoy the actual acting part. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, connect, I can imagine. I mean, being that. Yeah, I can imagine that it's it's really hard being away from your son and and your family, and it's such mm-hmm. a thrill for them to be able to see you when you come back. And and again, thank God for technology these days that you can do you know a a Skype or a FaceTime or something and and keep in touch with them that way. Yeah, that's definitely helpful for sure. And it's and airplane book and. And I get home a lot, especially in Vancouver. Um, for the people who are just tuning in, I'm on set in Vancouver outside Vancouver on Ben Calls the Heart, and we're shooting a Christmas movie now. We're almost – we have one more day, and tomorrow we start at, like, 4 p.m., so we go till 4 a.m. tomorrow. And that's our wrap. We'll be wrapping at 4 a.m. the day after uh, – tomorrow. And then I fly at 8 in the morning back to L.A., so I have, like – I'll have two hours at the hotel before I fly back. So those are some of the challenges, but it's still, it's, it's, it's so much fun to be creating and doing something that you really love that those things are just part of the the process. Well, you know, speaking of Hallmark, um, as a leading man, you've starred in, in many of the Hallmark Channel movies, and which we love. We love to see you um, in those roles. And and you've had the opportunity to work with some of the network's biggest leading ladies, and the chemistry with your co-stars is always believable and amazing. And uh, what is the secret to creating good chemistry on screen? Is it natural, or is it more of an art form that just kind of happens? Can you can you hear me okay? I think I might have lost you there. I am. The can you hear me? What I heard you say was good chemistry. Yeah, can you hear me okay? <laughs> I well, can hear you. It's a little I, bit I'm fuzzy. I'm happy to hear you. Yeah. But I think I've lost you guys. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, we're here. I'm... Can you hear us? Hello? Hello? Can you Hello? hear us? Hello? Hello? <laughs> hello, hello? Hello, we can hear you. Oh, you know, okay, good. The Wi-Fi, like I said, we're in these big trees, and sometimes the wind blows and the Wi-Fi doesn't like it. So can you guys hear and me And now okay? you're clear as a bail. Good. You, well, let's you, go with that. I heard your question. I hear your question yeah. about chemistry, How? what's the secret to having chemistry. Um, well, it's what you see on the screen is quite often different than what's actually going on. And can you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, 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 it sounds yeah. great. Oh, okay, good. Good. I'm going to just trust that it's working. Um, so <laughs> some of the the chemistry with your question was, uh, what is it like? How is it to create chemistry with all these different ladies uh, from the Hallmark Channel and also in any movie, really? But like, I've had mm-hmm. the opportunity with Hallmark to, to work with Danica McKellar and Candace Cameron and Erica Christensen and Lacey Chabert and these girls, they're all just, I'm interested. And I think chemistry comes from being interested in other people. So I'm curious and I, I ask them questions and before you know it, we're friends and it doesn't take too long. I'm like very curious and um, they're wonderful people. I think it, it's a credit to Hallmark as well. They hire really great people. So it's, hard to 
um, have chemistry. And But sometimes what I was saying is that what you see on the screen isn't always the way it feels. Sometimes if someone's going through something really challenging, what it, and they're in a scene with someone, sometimes it can come across as incredible chemistry just because you're reading tension. So it's, mm. it is, it, it is, there is no science to chemistry. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you think you have it and you don't. When you see it later on the screen, you're like, that is not how that felt. Um, but chemistry for me is just listening. Like finding, listening to my partner and making choices that allow them to really shine and support them and the better they look the better the whole thing works and we all kind of rise together i think that's my my secret to chemistry Mm -hmm. well you always pull it off very well no matter who your leading lady is and um and it's always so believable i mean it's great to see it's just i think a mark of a you know of you as an actor being able to do that and um, and having those connections that you make before you start filming uh, i think is half the battle too um well, speaking of great chemistry, um, one of the biggest shows on Hallmark is Wind Calls the Heart, and we're all looking forward to Wind Calls the Heart Christmas, which is coming out on December 25th. Um, so I have to ask you, what can fans expect this year from Dr. Carson Shepard? And since Jack's death leaves a void of sorts um, from previous Wind Calls the Heart Christmas movies. Well... Well, what they can expect this year is a whole lot of warm, fuzzy, delicious Christmas uh, moments. Like they went uh, over the top. Our set deck team is just outstanding. And what I'm looking at, I mean, I'm back at base camp, but up at the town, just snow everywhere and lights. And it's just, it's incredible, the decorations. And then the story, it's got everything. It has the community coming together, which I really love about the show, is we all come together to help each other over and over again. Like, that is why I think people love it, because it reminds them of a way that they imagine community could be or small towns used to be or how we used to be as a planet, maybe. And I know the history of this planet ain't pretty, but I think people get excited about the possibility of, of life working the way it does in Hope Valley. And even if a villain comes in or if there's a... People band together and help each other and, and overcome obstacles together. And there's a lot of that. The whole town comes together. Some orphans come to town. The kids even get involved to help them. And there's some one, just some really powerful scenes uh, with, of course, they, there's, there's no secret, but Aaron is pregnant. So there is most likely um, going to be some uh, excitement around her belly and what comes together in the episode with all and there's there's like a there's a big adventure there's lots of horses lots of snowstorms and new characters that come into town some uh people that are, there are people going to love and people are going to love to hate and they're gonna it's got it all it's a really multi-leveled multi-leveled script today we're shooting on set a big scene uh like a big christmas feast uh that we're shooting that has a lot going on it's taking all day but it's coming well we love any any scene in any hallmark whether it's wind calls the heart or any hallmark movie where food is involved and 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 coffee or drink or whatever it's just you know the food always looks so amazing anyway so this will be fun it, I, I, just to hear you talk about this movie um and of course you know wind calls the heart in general does not disappoint ever but there is something so special and magical about 
the Christmas movies that, that Hallmark does every year. And it really sounds like this year is going to top them all from the way you describe. It really will. I was just so impressed with the writing and the multi, multi layers of the characters and the intermingling of the town. There's just a lot going on and it's beautiful too. It's going to be one of those, what you're, you're going to want to cozy up with your family on Christmas day. I think it's 8 p.m. Central, unless I'm wrong. I think it's 8 p.m. And just, it'll be a nice cap to Christmas Day to be his family and really heartfelt. And some, it's it's beautiful. And it's, it's, it's a standalone movie. It takes us two weeks uh, plus to shoot because it's two full episodes that they kind of put together into um, into a movie. And then at the end of February, we start airing the episode one of the season. And it's a standalone, but it always feeds into each other a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we love about it. Well, I tell you, I mean, that's not a better gift to us, you know, that we can get from watching it throughout the year and then, you know, the series and the movies and everything, and then to have it debut on Christmas Day, and you're already with your family and your friends, that you can sit down and watch that movie together and not have to worry about age range. Yeah, and speaking of, there's another film that we were talking about before called Buttons that's coming out on December 8th, and it's it's a really wide release, like 600 theaters, but they're doing that, I think it's called Phantom, where they release it for one showing, which I don't understand how or why. And then they, uh, if it sells out, they just keep it in the theater. And so depending on that, and you can get your tickets on buttonthemovie.com. It's a new way of rolling it out in this really amazing husband and wife team, um, Tim and Elizabeth. Tim Janis, who's a brilliant composer, uh, director, he put this film together, and I think it's taken five years or seven years, and they have been, it's a Christmas musical. Did you guys want me to share a little bit about buttons? Yeah, we were going to ask you about it anyhow, that if you could tell us more about the movie and your character without giving too much away, and, you know, working with legendary actors like Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury, Jane Seymour, I mean... The narration is by Robert Redford and Kate Winslet. This is going to be huge, and we want to congratulate you on it as well. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to talk about it before they call me because I got I get that fire sense that they might call me to go shoot, and I want to make sure that we can uh, wrap the interview up in a way that uh, <laughs> that we cover everything. <laughs> and um, just hearing you say the names like Robert Redford, um, the way I had the film was. Um, really funny and special. So um, I actually got an email from um, from the producer of that. She said she was trying to reach my agent and my manager, and she couldn't get a hold of them. And, and I'm not sure exactly what happened or why it was like that, but I almost went away. I almost didn't come my way. They offered it to me. I didn't have to audition for it. Um, and I was about to go to Paris for a vacation for a wedding for a friend, and and I was like, I can do it, but I can't do it on the day unique because I'll be in Paris. So they even moved it forward for me a couple of days oh, so wow. we could get we could get because they had shot most of the film and it was just what was remaining was Abigail Spencer and my character are a couple and we're trying to adopt um, this little girl. We're trying to adopt a child and it all takes it's two parallel stories that are just stunning and very charming and very 
it's going to be one of those films like Mary Poppins that people watch over and over and over, yeah. or like The Grinch, because it's, it's a Christmas musical about orphans, and the actors are just, they've really, it says a lot about them, because they really drew, drew together a really strong um, crew, and a lot of the proceeds go towards Kate Winslet's Golden Hats Foundation for Autism, and and it was just such an honor. I mean, my character opens and closes the movie. There's, it's, and there's, uh, it's quite an honor to have that that role. And it was a really great experience. We we shot it kind of in Los Angeles and by Griffith Park, and um, really great environment. And that the, the stories and the music to see Dick Van Dyke at 93, I think, still singing and dancing is just you know, makes all the excuses go out the window for for being lazy and complaining about, yeah. <laughs> about getting right. old. Because that guy, he's not getting old. And one thing that's really exciting about Tim, uh, Ed Janice, uh, the, the director, is he's a really brilliant music composer. You can search him on YouTube. He has millions and millions of, of views on his uh, music for relaxing. So he composes like just any, so he knows how to write and compose for an orchestra and at the end, we were t- I was talking about music with them, and one of my favorite songs is Hallelujah, and I had recorded it, Leonard Cohen version of Hallelujah, and I had recorded it on YouTube, and I sent it to him to watch it, and he told me that he produces a Carnegie Hall Christmas benefit for Kate Winslet's um, Golden Hats Foundation every November, and he asked me if I wanted to sing Hallelujah with a 200-person choir and an orchestra um with my guitar at Carnegie Hall this November 30th, and so that's happening as well, which is really Oh, my exciting. gosh. That's amazing, Paul. And and Pam and I, we have talked about um, your singing ability. Um, it is amazing. We, we love your voice, and you are incredibly talented in that way as well. Ah, thank you. And, you know, I, I grew up in church and hearing harmonies, and I was a drummer first, and I played guitar a little bit as a kid and hated it. And then when I was 18 or 19, I started traveling. And this girl that I had a crush on, um, she was like a really, it was a really pivotal, pivotal point in my life where she, um, she bought me a guitar because I kind of had a crush on her and we were playing together. And, and, and I really fell in love with guitar at like 19, 20 years old. Um, and just fell in love with music and hired. I found a great teacher in New York that taught me the math and the and the theory to music. And now I have a, a training where I train every day and getting ready for the show. I've upped my training and hired a coach just to really work on the professional side because I love doing it just for fun. But then it's when you're dealing with an ensemble and a choir and a place like that, you need to make sure your timing and your pitch and everything. So it's come. I'm now experiencing the professional side of preparation, which is hours and hours of prep for the same songs. So it's like, oh, wow, like how did Leonard Cohen keep Hallelujah Fresh singing it 7,900 million times in yeah. this year? <laughs> and, and, and I've only done it probably, you know, a couple hundred here and there. And I'm just like, wow, I've got to really dig deep here to 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 – to um, bring depth to it and and aliveness every time. It's really interesting. It's been a, quite a process training my voice and 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 hours on my guitar. And I love it. I mean, I it's up there with acting for me. If I played for a small group of people or acted, it's a toss up which one I enjoy more. Wow. 
I have to tell you that Hallelujah is one of my all-time favorite songs, and it actually makes me cry when I listen to it. It's just, it's so beautiful. And I know that we're going to love hearing you sing that as well. Now, one thing I also wanted to mention about uh, Kate Winslet's foundation, Golden Hat, is that it's for autism people or kids on the autism spectrum. My son is on the autism spectrum, so this foundation is close to my heart, and I want to thank you for being part of that benefit as well as everybody else that's involved with it. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important for my life to make a difference for other people. That's like I think the key to happiness is have your life matter in a way that other people's lives are made better. That's that's a quick way to get your life working and feel happy and actually accomplished in your life is having what you're doing make a difference for others. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, before we wrap this up, we want to do a fun little five-question lightning round with you. It's like the first thing you think of. It's all Christmas-related, and um, we'll zip through it really quick. Um, so the first question is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Snowmobiling, uh, hot chocolate, and pizza. That's when it's cold outside. After (laughs) when we were. That's a great combo. Yep. Uh, Your favorite Christmas song. Favorite Christmas song is. Oh no, no problem. Uh, If this is lightning round, I we got no time for stories. Uh, Favorite (laughs) Christmas song uh, is. Maybe Silent Night. I don't know why. There's something. There's a way. There's a way that it's Silent Night. We're going with that. And by the way, we're just trying to be mindful in case you get called to set. So you, if you have a story and you're not being called, you go ahead and tell it. We just don't want to hold you up. So. um, Oh yeah. No. 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 No worries. No worries. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The next question is your favorite Christmas movie. It's first thing off my head is Grinch, but I really like Love Actually, and um, I like National Lampoon. So I can't pick one. I got to pick three. Like I watch uh, three, and then I watch Elf. I pick four. I watch four of them all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, with Christmas, it's hard to have a favorite single favorite of anything. Really, you know, there's just so much to love about oh. the season and the holiday. Um, all right, you might have already answered this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Hot toddy or hot chocolate? Oh, hot chocolate for sure. I don't like hot alcohol at all. Yeah, I, I think I've never had a hot toddy myself, so I, I can't imagine that. But <laughs> And all the alcohol I've ever consumed has been cold, so... Yeah, I think it's pretty uh, sweet too. I'm not a big—I don't have a big sweet tooth until I do, and then I do, but not with drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> White lights or colored lights? Ooh, ah, these are hard questions. I'm gonna go with white. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with white. I'm gonna go with white. <laughs> well, they might be hard questions, but there are no wrong answers. That's the truth. So, uh, so <laughs> well that. That completes our five-question lightning round. Thank you so much for playing along. We appreciate that. You're welcome. You you ladies are good at this. You've you've uh, you've, you've done it before, have you? <laughs> yeah, we we've been at this a little while. Yes. 
So how long how long has Pam and Don been on the air doing this? Well, this is our this is our actual actually our second season doing this show, but Pam and I go back about seven years and we she lives in Chicago. I live in North Carolina, in case you didn't guess the accent by any chance. And uh and we've we met on social media seven years ago and we have we just kinda clicked and we both were doing radio and podcast and so one thing led to another and we've kinda done some stuff through the years together and, and so here we are. Now we're doing this Christmas show. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. We really do. Yeah, you're both you're both very good listeners. I think that's what not only makes a great interviewer but a great a great human being. And your questions are are very clear, and you're prepared. It's been really nice. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. Well, thank you, Paul. Oh, we have thoroughly you. enjoyed it. It's been an incredible honor to speak with you. And uh, so, anytime that you have anything, any projects going on, please let us know. We'd love to have you back on. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for be for reaching out and for supporting our Christmas movies. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you You're for your time. You're very welcome. Yes, thank you. Hey guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S, and also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S. ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>